This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. What is going on, loyal listeners? This is your guest host, the better looking host, I guess, if that's the way to put it, um, other than Jason Cass. I'm, I'm not talking about Jason Cass like that, or am I? Uh, glad, glad, glad for you guys to join us on this next episode of the Agency Intelligence Podcast. I am Mitch Gibson uh, with HRM Insurance Services in beautiful Indiana. Um, and believe it or not, a couple of guests I've had on the show or um, guests that you will be hearing from on the show are also from Indiana. And I look back and like it's like I say all the time, being 25 in the insurance business, I didn't realize I didn't realize the connection of of how many insurance agents in Indiana I might get to know soon. And fact of the matter is, I've met three independent agents in the last week and a half that I didn't know existed. One and two, thanks for the phenomenal industry that we that we that we are part of and that we live in. Uh, I was able to get connected with this this next guest that you're about to hear from. And and when I talk about this next guest. Yep, we live in the same same climate range of consistently cold in the wintertime here in beautiful Indiana. Um, and he joins us from a little bit up north. So he, he kind of gets hit with the, uh, with the cold weather a little bit as well. But um, Mr. Mike Lewis, appreciate you joining the show, my man. How's things going for you? Man, I'm doing fantastic, Mitch. How about yourself? I can't complain, dude. It's, it's, it's a, a whirlwind of difference with the, with the COVID and then, you know, cold weather hits and it just kind of smacks us in the face. I don't know about you, but when the cold weather hits, I kind of just puts me in a gloomy mood all the time. So I've got to drink an extra five or six cups of coffee throughout the day to, to kind of keep me going, especially looking out the window and it just looks like crap, which I'm sure it does at your place too. Oh yeah. It's uh, <laughs> gloomy for sure. I wish I lived uh, down South. That's awesome. No, I did too. I had a, I had a Ryan Mahoney um, from Goosehead Insurance on the, on the show not too long ago. If you don't know Ryan, go check him out. Um, he was a phenomenal guest and he just happens to live in Florida. And it really ticked me off. And we were, I said, give me a vision and give me a view of what the outside of your windows look like right now at the, uh, at your office. And it was palm trees. And he goes, it was a little cold today. It's like 65 to 70 degrees. I go, well, great. I said, it's 25 and, and rainy here. So thanks for, thanks for rubbing it in. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, well, Mike, I, once again, I appreciate you joining the show today um, and joining the agency intelligence podcast here. And, and once again, I, I can't thank Jason and the team over the agency intelligence podcast for giving me the opportunity and the platform to uh, interview some guests and, and guest host the show. Uh, when, when I was kind of thinking about who I wanted to have on the show and kind of the topics that I want, wanted to talk about um, one being the, the content creating side of things on the insurance side as an agent, agency owner, whatever it could be um, the niche marketing podcast, and also just to hit the young agents and let them know how important it is to develop these strategies young and, and early on in their career. Or for those people who might just be getting started in their career and they might be middle-aged, um, which is nothing against that. This, these topics can really make a difference in the success of their, the, their longevity of their careers. And guys like Mike are doing it. And we'll get into Mike's story here in just a few minutes. But, but Mike, our loyal listeners like to hear, like to hear a few questions 
um, and your answers to kind of get to know you as the guest a little bit more and, and what type of a, a person you are. Um, some of these questions are uh, funny. Some of these questions are serious. So answer them how you please. And uh, we'll, we'll give our loyal listeners what they want. With that first question being, are, are you a good old iPhone or an Android user? Oh, man, I am. I am iPhone all the way iPhone all the way. For, for those who don't know, this is kind of a funny, funny fact. Um, before, before Mike and I hopped on the show and hit the record button, we literally were probably spending 25 to 40 minutes trying to get connectivity things going on. Uh, even, we even had to do a little tutorial on the iPhone of how to, how to make sure the video looked okay, but we survived. But I think it's because the iPhone, I know those Android users out there, there's nothing against them. Uh, they still do great things, but the iPhone in my eyes is a, it, it's, it's so much more easy and accessible for, for myself. I think you'd probably understand that as well. You know it. <laughs> Next question on that, on that iPhone that you got, What's the last app you've downloaded? Uh, last app I downloaded was Reface. Reface? What was that? Was that one of those beauty filter things that, that changes the way you look? Uh, it turns me into uh, Rambo. It turns me into uh, Elf. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up because we've got to hit this topic. If you don't follow Jason Cass on Facebook, first off, please go follow him. Okay. And go, go like his Facebook page. He, I think that might be what he used. And I don't know if he did, but back in like January, uh, he, he spent about three days in a row, I think making those refaced videos. Cause he was the guy from, um, uh, some, some rap artist. Then he was in the Titanic and then he was in another movie and it was hysterical. It was hysterical. But I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. So I think I'm gonna have to get the reface app and try it out a little bit. Well, what other, you said you would turn into elf. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did Elf. I was uh, Indiana Jones dude. Um, Nicholas Cage. The Nicholas uh, Cage. Oh no, that, that that's National Treasure. That's National Treasure. That I'm thinking about. Yeah, I didn't do him. Uh, man, there's a lot of them. Snoop Dogg. I look like Snoop no, Dogg. No, that's awesome. <laughs> we'll have to post that. We'll we'll have to get a pic a video of that, and I'll have to I'll have to send it out so everybody can take a look at that. Um, but but once again, Mike. Thanks for thanks for joining the show, and we'll we'll throw your uh, we'll throw your DMs or your um, your social media handle down below so everybody can see it and uh, go follow you and check out that video because I got to see the Snoop Dogg. That's that's got to be posted. Yeah, hopefully, it can beat Jason Cass's uh, onesie that he was in. Uh, a little speedo is pretty pretty hysterical. Next question. This is a this is more of a serious side that I love. Um, do, do you hate to win, or excuse me, do you hate to lose, or do you love to win? Man, I I love to win. Yeah, I love to win. I would say. Um... Yeah, more than more than hating to lose. I'm not a sore loser by any means, uh, but there's just a, a feeling of accomplishment when you when you actually win something when you're when you're the top dog. I love it. I love it. That, that answer, every time I've listened to the show, either listened to the show or had guests on the show, the answer is never the same. There's always a reason why they either uh, hate to lose or love to win. So great, great answer. I, I like that a lot. And I think a lot of people do like being the top dog and it makes a person that you uh, you're competing against say, hey. <laughs> I might, might have a tough time uh, competing with that Mike Lewis down the street because that dude's, that dude's a top dog. He loves to win. So going into the love to win, hate to lose part a little bit more, um, more on the luck and skill side. Uh, we, we go through lots of things in the world. We learn lots of stuff. Um, we've got a lot of skill sets. But in the current position that you're in, would you say, what would you say, I guess, puts you more in that position, luck or more skill? Man, that's a great question. Um, luck or skill? You know, you, I've, I've always considered myself uh, a lucky guy. I mean, when I buy a scratch off ticket, I assume I'm going to win when I scratch that ticket off, you know, 
Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say I'm a lucky guy, but, uh, you don't get anywhere in life if you don't put the work in for sure. I agree. I like that. I like that a lot. Always, always another great answer. Um, you never know where that's going to lead. So, you know, I'm taking all these questions, by the way, I can't give myself any credit because these are, these are Cass's questions. These are the ones that he's developed over the last four years, uh, five years, six years, whatever it is. Um, and he's fine tuned this, but I feel like I'd have, I feel like I, if I'm guest hosting the show, I've got to ask those same questions. I'll throw my twist on the end. I like, like to do a little rapid fire questions uh, to get, to get to know you a little bit more and uh, just have a little fun with it, but going into the career that you're in your current position, uh, as the president over at Archbold and Lewis Insurance, um, good good old Indiana, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch the word because I'm not even gonna say it. Uh, for our listeners, how how do you say the city? Excuse me, the town that you live in here in, in Indiana. Yeah, so I live in Ossian, and uh, we have an office in Ossian and Bluffton, Indiana. They're they're real close to each other. Okay, both north. If anyone's familiar with Fort Wayne, um, the the Ossian. Now that I can now pronounce it after hearing you say it again, um, after the good old ADHD kicks in, I forget after you just told me probably five minutes ago. Um, it's a it's a it's a little bit south of Fort Wayne. So Fort Wayne's up in the northeast part of Indiana. Um, cold as hell. Cold as hell. I can't, yeah. I, I, like what I said, if you visit Indiana, it better be in the summertime or fall, because other than that, it's not that, that fun of a state to do anything in. Um, but back, back to kind of on track here after the, uh, after the uh, squirrel mind that I've got. So in your current position as the, as the president over at um, uh, Archbold and Lewis Insurance, kind of take us back through time a little bit. You can take us back as far as you'd like, bring us up to speed, um, kind of your career path, things that have happened with you that, that that's led you in the position that you are in in the current current position as the president at uh, Archbold and Lewis. Yeah, so um, I started, uh, it, it's been a family business for me. Uh, it was my dad, my dad's partner before him. Uh, the agency started back uh, 1936. So it's it's been in the area for a while, for sure. Um, I came in, well, let me back that up. Uh, my, my dad partnered with a uh, Pete Archibald, who started the agency, he partnered with him uh, back in the early 70s. Um, I was that blessing child, so a late arrival for all my brothers and sisters. And uh, I, I came into the world, and that's all I knew that my dad ever did was be an insurance guy. Um, so I kind of grew up in that atmosphere, and I had no intention of being an insurance guy for sure. Uh, I left high school. I, I went into uh, heating and air conditioning. I was a heating and air conditioning guy uh, for, for quite a while. Um, somewhere in that time, my dad uh, was ready to get out of the business. And uh, I think it was 1997. Uh, and I was the logical choice in our family for, for that next step, I guess. Um, I wasn't ready for it probably at that time. But uh, that's the step I took, and uh, man, I never looked back. Now, as far as far as the process goes of just being, because because I bring it up all the time, uh, whether it's on this show or whether it's just collaborating with some other agents or whoever I might be talking to in the industry. Um, a lot of agents don't ever find themselves from the beginning even think they're going to get into insurance. Okay, and it's 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 in my eyes, like I've talked to Heath Heath Sheeran over at an insurance town. Heath, same thing. He was a second generation insurance agent. I mean, you grew up in the insurance business with, with family. 
Um, as, as far as that goes, I mean, did you ever have a time in your life where you're like, okay, I don't even know that I've been a part of this and I've seen it for the last, you know, 20, 20, 30 years of my life. Did you ever have any type of thought in the back of your mind? Like, oh, okay. I don't even want to get into the insurance business. I, I just don't think I do. Or was it from the beginning, just that determining factor of I was born into this. This is what I want to do. I'm going to follow my father's footsteps and leave that legacy for my, for my children. Yeah. I mean, for sure, I did not think I would be in that position. Um, I was content doing whatever else in the world out there. I could have been a mailman, a UPS driver. Um, didn't didn't matter to me at that point. You know, that was my dad's gig, and uh, yeah, I never really thought of it any further than that. Um, you know, it came to a point though that he was ready to retire, and he's either going to sell that business or he's going to sell it to me, and uh, then I'm going to move forward with it. So. Uh, I made that choice. It wasn't really something that I planned on getting into uh, up until that opportunity presented itself, for sure. Um, and then, like I said, at at that point, um, it, it's been a it's been a good good forward motion for sure. Now, as you as you've seen the the agency evolve, and this isn't just you know the agency you've been with, um, but but for you, I mean, you, you you guys have been a part of the agency since 1936. I mean, heck, that's a that's a long time, and and things have changed. I mean, we see things change in, in in two to three to five years. I know with me being in the insurance business for three years already, I've already seen it change immensely. Or, or there's things that are hidden behind the scenes that you don't know that's going on that really are going to that, that, that give you on the forefront of the change that could be potentially coming. So as you've seen it with your father, and we'll get into the content side of things and what you're doing on social media that that's really helping you knock it out of the park. Um, but 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 from the time that your your father and seeing it, seeing it grow up, grow up and evolve to where you have it now, um, what would you say some of the biggest changes are obviously technology being one of them, but, but you would have to agree that things have just changed greatly since the time that you saw when you were a little kid to now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, again, I, I joined in 1997. Um, at that time, my dad was just getting in to computer rating uh, for auto and home. Prior to that, dude, it was everything was in a book. If you had a 1980 Chevrolet Impala, it was $20 a week or, you know, whatever. Um, that's how you did it. Nothing else came into play. There was no credit rating. Um, they hardly even, as long as you were under a, a certain number of tickets or accidents, you were still in that same class, you were good. So that was the biggest change. I think when my dad, uh, prior to me coming in, if you wanted to write a house, there were questions, they called it a blue card, I think. And it was about the size of a, a, a note, note card or a postcard. And that's all you filled out. And you sent that in and they gave you house insurance for that. Uh, wow. $50 did, were, were common, um, you know. So, and that's when he wanted to get out. Any, any old guy doesn't like change. They don't want to grow with that. And that was his time to say, hey, I'm getting out of here. And I'm glad you said that. I, I don't want to say it like old, that, you know, old guys don't like to change, but, but the older, the older generation of insurance agents are not big fans of change. And I yeah. can speak on that behalf of with the agency that I'm with. Um, and, and here's, here's where I kind of want to hit home and have, have a pretty good conversation to help those agents out. And if, if you're listening to this guy, stay with us because there's a, there's a really good conversation topic getting ready to happen here. So when, for, for those agents that are out there that could be, 
let's talk producers or people that are inside of the agency. Cause that's who we're trying. That's who we're talking to right here. Those people that are inside that agency um, who might have a principal owner who, you know, is that old style. This is the way we've done it for 25, 30 years. This is how we're going to do it. I come from an agency, same thing who that's how they've done it for 25, 30 years. That's the way they're going to continue to do it. Obviously technology evolves. Things have got to change. Agency management systems change, whatever it potentially could be. But where I, where, where I think and where I'm going to go to my grave dying on this and, and, and I'm going to continue to speak it until every single insurance agent out there can, can grasp a hold of it and do it is the use of digital and social media and content creating how it's going to change the game of insurance um, on the production side. And when I say that, you know, there's people out there and you'll, you'll see it all the time where you're scrolling through Facebook and, you know, you, you see that state farm ad or you see that post from somebody down the road who, hey, we're offering a free quote. Let us quote your insurance. OK, I told this on a couple episodes before. We all know you're quoting free insurance or free, free quotes for insurance. We all do it. That, that's that's everybody in the industry. So just by putting that on a social media post, yeah, it might remind them. Um, but but what you have to do and what, what you're doing, Mike, and this is what, what our loyal listeners need to continue to understand. And Jason talks about this and Caitlin Agar talks about this. Hanley talks about this. You're building that authority. You're building and identifying who Mike Lewis is and who he's associated with. So So Mike, on your end, for you on social media, I love your videos. I love what you're doing. And, and, and for people that might are trying to get started in that or trying to get that content created, um, uh, go, go watch Mike and see what he's doing. But before we put the cart before the horse, and here's this might be a question you might be able to answer for us, Mike, is for, for an agent who might be struggling with maybe that principal agent, or that principal owner, or maybe a um, executive or account executive manager who 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 oversees this prince or this this producer's uh, daily activity, who might not agree with their, their maybe their social media strategy, or for them going out and taking time to create content or taking time to create videos. What might be some advice for them? Because that's that's a big thing that I think is the biggest, I guess, roadblock for these young agents or these people that are in the insurance industry, these, these loyal listeners, is they might get hit with that roadblock of the principal owner or the manager not liking them creating content because they feel the need of, you're in the office to write insurance from nine to five. That's what needs to be done. You got anything to say on that? Well, you know, I mean, two different things I, I hear there. Um, Captives and independents, you know, captives are always uh, held held by their captive uh, on what they can and can't do on social media right away um, because they're there to brand um, the, the big the business. The big, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're there to brand that uh, an independent guy, you know, like me, I'm always encouraging everybody that works here to brand themselves. And that means, uh, you know, even if they didn't want to work with me anymore. Um, they need to be branding themselves so that they can go on to that next place or hang their own shingle out there. And they're already, they're already known. Um, that's what they need to be doing. And, you know, as, as I encourage people to do that, uh, you, you say, Hey, why, why would you encourage somebody to brand themselves? And then they're going to take off, you know, the happier that I can make them, the more successful I can make them. Why would they want to leave? You know? So that, that's, what I, that's what I see as far as that goes. What I would say to, uh, to anybody out there, any agency, uh, maybe an OG, uh, you know, let them, let them start branding themselves. Let, let that content get out there because that's um, the, the old way is gone. Everybody's sitting at the stoplight right now looking at their phone, uh, sometimes right when they're rolling down the road. So um, that's where it's at. 
And he just hit it right on the head, guys. And this isn't the first time they've, they've heard this, Mike, on this show. This isn't the first time they've heard the brand yourself. And I can't speak on it enough. And, and like I've told people before, is it's it's taken me a life a life lesson. To, it wasn't had nothing to do with insurance. It took me a, a life experience to understand who Mitch Gibson was and to identify who my personal brand was. Before, if you don't know your personal brand or you can't identify who you are and what your what your beliefs are and what you're going after, how in the hell are you going to be able to to to, to try to persuade somebody and sell insurance to somebody who they don't know who who, who they're buying the insurance from? But let alone you don't even know who they're buying the insurance from. And that's, mm-hmm. that's extremely important. And what you're doing on the content side, and let's, we can get talking into the, about that because you're doing a great job of branding yourself. And when you brand yourself, not only is just your name, the last name Lewis associated with the name of the agency, um, but they're understanding what Lewis they're dealing with. They're, mm-hmm. they're dealing with Michael Lewis and he is, he cares about the community. Mike Lewis cares about his customers. Mike Lewis cares about his agents his, 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 his colleagues, his competitors, you're, you're building that authority at a really high level. And, and I think, I think where that disconnection is, is people feel like they've got a brand who they work for so daggone much. And I get it. There might be rules and regulations within that company, not talking captive here, but your agency might have rules and regulations of you're not, we have a social media person. We got social media people. We want to make sure that funnel's going through them, but there's a really, really a huge open opportunity on the social media market. And even as we talked before the show on the podcasting market, whether it's a niche podcast or whether that's a agency podcast, whoever that is, that niche podcast is going to help drive business to you guys and to you as that, as that agent, because you're building that authority. For me, it's building that authority in my community, in my town. And not just because I want to write more business in my town, but because I love my town. I'm passionate about my town. And I think that's where you are. So what is it that brings you passion to what you're doing? And kind of give a little backstory to, to our loyal listeners here on your strategy, who you're interviewing, what kind of, what, what's kind of your niche, and what are you doing to create that video content? Yeah, so you talk about community, and I am right there with you. Uh, I love my area. I love my town. Um, I'm also a volunteer fireman, and volunteer fireman means you do all the work and you don't get paid, right? Um, so... I love that. I love giving back in, in that aspect for sure. Uh, but basically, as far as an insurance agent, I want to be there uh, for the absolute worst thing that can happen to someone, to, to their family. I want to be there for them. I want to make sure that they had the right protection, that somebody actually listened and cared enough to them uh, to, to help them get the coverage that they needed to make sure it was in place to at least ask that question and give them options. So I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's why I do what I do. Now I have, I have, I have to ask because this is my favorite thing that you do. You do. And I don't know if you do it every Friday, every Saturday, whatever it is, but you do a, you, you do a dad joke. Is it a dad joke of the day, a dad joke of the week? Um, yeah. Tell us, tell us the reason behind that. You bring the son involved with it too. in the, in the, in the family. So kind of give us a little backstory of what drove that. Yeah. So I um, last Last year, um, my wife gave me a, a, a desk calendar for Christmas, and it was a bad dad joke of the day. Uh, so every day I, I flip over this uh, this calendar, and it told me the stupidest joke you could imagine. And uh, uh, about halfway through the year, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to start telling these jokes online. And so about maybe 
maybe three times, four times a week, uh, I'll publish a bad dad joke of the day. And, uh, I don't always get them from the calendar anymore. I mean, it's, uh, it's been amazing. People will email me, text me, uh, call me on the phone. It's like, Hey dude, you should try this one. This is funny. And some of them are very funny and maybe I can't, uh, put them on social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep them, keep them clean for the family. And, uh, that, that has been working out fantastic for me, you know, and it's something, it's something silly and dumb, but, uh, you know, my wife and I were out to eat uh, a few weeks ago and we sat down at the restaurant and, uh, this lady's staring at me and she stands up to leave and she says, are you that bad dad joke guy? You know, and that's what you want. That's what you want. You want people to know you, like you, and trust you. And that, that's, the, that's the name of the, the little podcast that I do around here, Know, Like, and Trust. And it's really just to get uh, people aware of other people and businesses, our community that they're going to come into contact with that, that otherwise maybe they wouldn't have, have known. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. That's awesome. And, and, and loyal listeners, I think that just continues to, and I feel like I'm the smartest man in the world now by having people like you on the show, because it, it makes what Cass and I and Hanley and Flowers and Carruthers uh, and, and Heath are saying all the time on these, on these insurance podcasts is guys, it's, it's not about just putting out stuff all the time about insurance, not about insurance at all. It's, it's a bad dad joke of the day that's giving him gets that's reaching so many people. And when you go out to dinner or you go out to have a cocktail and this happens, this has happened to me many times. And I, they identify you not as that insurance agent. They identify you as what they've associated something with that they've seen on social media because of it's something that's impacted them or made them laugh. And same thing with you. When you go to the, when you go out to dinner and someone said, you're that bad joke, you're that bad dad joke of the day. That probably made you, that probably was the highlight of your week or the highlight of your, your year when someone noticed that on social media and you know what that person's going to do. And Mike, you, uh, I'm going to speak for you for a second because this is, this is, this is the truth and this is happening. If someone's noticing you in the community for a bad dad joke of the day, they're probably going to do one or two things. They're probably going to Google search bad dad joke of the day, uh, you, you know, X, Y, Z, what town city you're from. And it's going to pop up his, his, his Instagram and Facebook are going to pop up LinkedIn. It's going to pop up. Then they're going to see who he is. Oh, that Mike Lewis, that dude's funny. He cares about trying to make people laugh. He's, he, he's got passion about what he does. Oh, he's an insurance agent. My, my renewal is coming up for my home and auto insurance. Hey, Johnny, or hey, Susie, let's call, let's call Mike and have him take a look at our policy and see, see what he thinks. That's going to happen, people. That is going to happen. Believe it or not, Mike, <laughs> these, these, these loyal listeners have got to understand that. It does not have to be 175% insurance post and insurance content daily. It's okay to let people and remind people what you do because that sometimes can get hidden back behind maybe the content that you're creating. 
but a logo in the video or whatever it could be is really going to do the justice of making someone dive into a little bit more and finding out who you are. Does that, you, you, you kind of have anything to feed yeah. off of that? Man, actually, yeah, you talk about that. Yawn, if, if all you do is ever post, hey, I can give you a free quote uh, on social media because they're going to scroll right by that and have no interest to talk to you. Um, I'm, I'm branding I'm branding myself, I guess, and the agency when I do something like that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying, hey, this is Mike Lewis, Archibald Lewis Insurance. Um, and I'm going, I'm going forward with it like that. Um, so you're exactly right. You're, you hit the nail right on the head for sure, because people are going to start to associate that. And then they're going to uh, reach out to you because they, they see you. They, they start to uh, think that they know you just because they're seeing you. Um, and then that trust factor rolls in uh, the same way. And, and that's, that's where it's at. Something else that I do along with that is, is a lot of times I will highlight a business when I tell a joke. Uh, maybe, maybe I make that joke in relationship to an appliance store in the area. Uh, so I'll tag that appliance store, give them a little shout out while I'm doing that. Uh, I tag that appliance store. Anybody that sees um, uh, or goes to that appliance store uh, page you know, now they're going to see that bad dad joke too. So uh, it's good for me. With them. And, and I just want to tell you, to, to, I've, I've, I take notes guys. And this is, this is something that's the truth. And if you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching and I'm holding up my chicken scratch handwriting. Okay. I, I take notes when I'm listening to, to other people because they, it's, it's okay to bounce ideas off of people. I took one from Ryan Mahoney the other day, a guy down that from Goosehead insurance. He does a, he does a highlights of our week or the best of our week videos where he'll have his agents, maybe three, not every single one of them, but three or four of his agents do a quick little video and send it to him which, and then he will edit it or send it to his video editor and say, here's, here's our top, you know, three or four highlights from our week. So it gives a chance for his agents and they don't talk insurance. Like, Oh, I just saved, you know, Johnny down the street, a thousand dollars on insurance today. No, it's, it's, it's the consistent factor of, Oh, uh, my best of my week was I got to take my daughter to, um, you know, so I, this is going to sound really bad because who hate, who likes going to the dentist, but I took my daughter to the dentist. We're, you know, the dentistry that I, that we took the daughter to, uh, we, we were able to get five or six boxes of toothpaste and toothbrushes, and we were able to go donate those to our local homeless shelter. Something like that, that does wonders, okay? And that requires zero insurance. That requires talking about insurance at zero. And I don't know about you, and, and I've got a few more things on this content, social media, niche market podcast side of things before we get into some of my rapid fire questions that I want to get at before, before it gets too late here. Um, but one, time management. Okay. I know from an agency owner's perspective to a producer's perspective is a lot different. Okay. And not everybody like, you know, I'm very lucky with the agency that I'm with, but I'm being able to have some leniency and the understanding of I'm getting my insurance stuff done on the back end. They understand my, my passion and what I'm trying to achieve behind my podcast and my content that I'm using. So for, for those producers out there that might think, you know, whether they're inside the agency, CSRs, whoever it is, speak on this for me for a little bit, Mike, that the time aspect of it, one, making sure that they're doing the video work and making sure that it's, it's quality stuff. And two, the biggest thing that people run into is the editing. I don't have the time. What is your, what is your from putting a piece of content or recording a piece of content, putting it to 
putting it to work and then posting it. What does that look like? How long does that take you? Do you have someone that helps you edit that stuff? Maybe you have, you know, kids that are really good with Adobe. I don't know what it is, but kind of give us a little bit of your process on creating a piece of content. Yeah. So there are so many times on content that uh, I just open it up and shoot it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I was in a Taco Bell line and uh, I did a real quick uh, a video. Um, I'm waiting in line on iMovie. I edit it and and I publish it while I'm on my way home. Um, that's that's a quick one, obviously. Um, but people people love all of that. It doesn't always have to be polished. Um, you know, people want original. You know, they want to see that this dude makes mistakes too. Um, you know, he's like me. Um, so don't get me wrong. I do spend time uh, editing them out. I have. I have a guy that's helping me uh, with some of that. Um, but for the most part, it's just get in there and do it. The hardest thing, honestly, is just to keep at it. And that's with anything. It's just consistency. If you if you can't do it, I mean, you almost need, need to pay yourself to do it. You know, somehow make it happen because that's that's what most people do. They're like, oh, I, you know, I think I'm going to try that social media. And they, uh, they post something. Then a week goes by, they post something else. And man, with all the algorithms, nobody ever sees it uh, and it's gone, you know, and they're like, that didn't work. So I'm not trying that again. Uh, consistency is, is the king there, man, just just to keep going. I would say the two things I took away from what, what, what Mike was just now saying is, and for you loyal listeners, put if you got the pen and paper in front of you, write this one down or, or kind of put it in the back of your mind and remember it. The consistency, the authenticity. Okay. He just talked to two things that I love. And those are the things I've talked about multiple times on the show too, Mike, is, is being authentic. People want to know who they're doing business with. And it goes back to the whole branding situation. If you're acting as one person on social media, you're acting as one person as the insurance agent, they see you in town and you're acting 360, you know, 360 degrees different than the way that they perceive you. That's not a good rap, guys. That's that's not a good way. That's not a good way for people to look at you. And and you want to be that authentic that authentic person. And and I'll tell you, Mike, it's it's the whole branding situation of you just you just you either get to decide your brand or let society decide the brand for you. I don't know about you, but I do not want the society, especially the society that we live in, to decide who Mitch Gibson is and what my brand is um, at all. So being authentic and keeping that consistency of creating it. Rome wasn't built in a day. I remember that. My dad says it all the time. Rome wasn't built in a day, Mitch. Rome wasn't built in a day. Make sure you're staying consistent doing this. And he talks about it on, in sports. And I'm saying it here in social media. Rome was not built in a day. I'm saying it on this show. Rome's not built in a day. Just do it. It'll get better. And maybe sooner or later, you might make money off the daggone thing. And you can pay people like Cass's We Got Your Podcast.com, send it to him and let his team do it. And you just spend your time selling the shit out of insurance. That, that, that could potentially happen. But you've got to stay consistent right. and you've got to have that. You've, you've got to have that often authentic part about yourself. If it sucks, it sucks. Post it, ask for feedback, ask other agents, ask Mike Lewis, ask Mitch Gibson, ask whoever it is in the industry that might be doing stuff to, to that nature at scale and ask them for advice. We're here to help. We're here to help. Mike, you're here to help, right? Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing better. I like than, than, helping somebody through uh, through a struggle or anything like that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm open all the time. 
Absolutely. Well, Mike, once again, dude, I appreciate your wealth of knowledge. Um, I'm probably have to get you back on the show again sometime. Hopefully, the technology aspect of things will run a little smoother for us. Um, and at least we're gonna at least we're gonna have an episode here for for our loyal listeners to to listen to, um, and, and go on to the week with with maybe some ideas that they can take into 2021 and, and go kill it this year. So before I let you go. I like to add a little rapid fire segment at the end of some questions that I, that I always ask on my show. Um, and the last question I'm going to ask you here, once you, once you, once I ask it, um, it's a pretty powerful question and it really can hit home to a lot of people, especially those that might just be not just now getting into the insurance business, trying to figure out what to, what to do with their, with their career there. So if you're ready, we're going to go right into this rapid fire segment. Question number one, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh man, vanilla. Plain Jane. <laughs> you got oh, it. Mike. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big sweets guy. I can't do chocolate, but just vanilla. You can't eat nothing else. If I, if, okay. If I was going somewhere, uh, I'm getting something with peanut butter, uh, moose track, something like that, but yeah, okay. absolutely. Vanilla. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's probably the first I've ever heard on the show. I, whether it was this show or my own podcast, vanilla ice cream. I mean, I'm not saying nothing against it, but that's, if I had to choose one, one piece of ice cream, I'm, I think, I think I'd come up with something a little bit more different than vanilla, but no, I'm, I'm yeah. just, just pulling your leg on that one. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Blue. All right. What is your favorite? You're there in, in, in good old Ossian. Did I say mm-hmm. it correctly? Good old yeah. Ossian, Indiana. What's your favorite local, local restaurant? Oh man, you put me on the spot there, but I'm going to give you two. Uh, Mikasa and El Camino. Uh, two Mexican, Mexican restaurants. Oh, absolutely. Margarita guy, or are you a Dos Equis? Uh, Dos Equis. Okay, I, I could see that from you. I could see that from you. That's awesome. No, and then, Mike, the reason why I asked that question, we can take it a little bit more serious here for a second because the last question is pretty serious. Um, but the last question, guys, if you didn't listen, if you just heard what I asked, is, is what's his favorite local restaurant? And, and this goes back to writing pen and stuff on the pen and papers might be something you write. If you start your own little niche podcast or you're, um, you're, you're trying to find out some ideas in your office, a good one to ask or a good, a good question to ask or a good question to ask your, your, your employees or, or other agents in your office, ask them what their favorite local restaurants are. Name five. What's your top five favorite local restaurants? Top five play, favorite places to shop. And here's why. Just like what Mike does, you get a chance to tag those businesses in that post and get their engagement, build that relationship, build that authority, could give you a chance to go back and ask them for a chance to look at their insurance. Piece of content by just asking one question. Love that question. Great way to take, great, something to take away of this, this show and this, these, these questions that we're asking. Uh, great, great way to bounce ideas off of each other. All right, one last question. This, this is more on the serious side, and, and I love this question a lot because it can really impact a lot. And it was someone that asked me this question uh, when I was a young kid, um, told me to think about this as I've been growing up, and it's, it's, it's asking people for advice. And I think, I think where this question leads when I ask this, Mike, I just want you to take it in and really give us a great, your thoughts and what you've learned um, back since, since the time that you, know, you, you saw the agency evolve when your father was the owner of it and um, all the way to now where you're at. But if you could give any of our loyal listeners a piece of advice as they go through their career, whether young, just now getting into it, finishing on the back end of their career that could help them in retirement. If you could give one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah, Mitch, that's a great question. Um, but, you know, for somebody starting out, you, you do not have the time to make all the mistakes yourself. You need to take some of that knowledge uh, from other people, other competitors, get yourself a mentor, 
uh, a buddy, talk, you know, talk to them, bounce ideas off of them because they're going to have ideas that you never even thought of. And they're also going to have already tried some of the things that you think are the greatest thing in the world. So you, you don't need to waste your time. That doesn't mean you couldn't put a, a new twist on it, but bounce ideas off of other people um, and, and learn from learn from their mistakes for sure. I agree. That's, and I wouldn't be sitting this in this chair right now as a guest host um, to the agency intelligence podcast, you, you loyal listeners. I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for me asking advice, me reaching out. Don't be afraid to reach out. We're here to help. Why, why do you think all these, all these podcasts, successful pod insurance podcast stars, um, you guys know who I'm talking about. You guys know who I'm talking about. The guys that, that are really making the big bucks and doing the big things. Why do you, why do you think they do these shows? To help us, they they do these shows to help us and to help us see the growth in the in the industry and help us be on top of the industry. They don't it, if there's agents out there not listening to it to the show or to any any shows out there. Good, that's fine. More insurance for us to write, baby. That's what I'm talking about. But don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid for them to put you down and say no. And this is what I'll leave everybody with: staying on the advice side, Mike. If someone if if you ask somebody for advice and they give it to you, wouldn't you think you'd take that advice and at least try it out or, or, or see if it works first? Because I know when, 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 when this, when someone gave me advice to start my own podcast, when Bradley flowers gave me the advice to start my niche podcast and I didn't start it. And I said, that he, it was, it was stupid and I'm not going to try that. It's going to take up too much of my time. And no, I'm not doing that. I need to sell insurance. From someone that's been so successful doing what they're doing, and I'm talking to all all of our all of our insurance professionals that are that are doing this podcast thing right now. And if I didn't take that advice and told them to kind of screw off by not replying or not talking to them, you think that that person's gonna get, gonna give me any advice ever again? Probably not. Probably not. Or they're gonna tell you to go kiss his ass, kiss her ass, and kiss anyone else's ass because they want people that want to learn. I want to talk to people that want to learn because I want to help you learn. Mike wants to, wants to hear you guys talk to him so we can help you learn and evolve. We're not going to be in the insurance business our, you know, for, forever. There's going to be a time when we want to retire, hopefully. Um, so let's, let's continue to pass that on to everybody else. And let's, we, we want to help. And, and Mike, I, I commend you for doing that. And I commend you for, for giving everybody a platform to, to see and, and grab ideas from you. I took two ideas from you and I'm going to put them into play starting next week. So thank you. Thank you for, for giving me those, uh, those ideas and those, those tips to continuously having a great social media strategy as we go into 2021. So Mike, anything else you want to uh, let the, let the loyal listeners know. And uh, if you could let everybody know your, your uh, social media stuff so they can, uh, they can contact you and listen to the insurance wise guy. Yeah. I appreciate it, Mitch. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just get out there and do it. Uh, that's that's really what I want to leave everybody with. Get out there and do it. Don't be scared. Uh, everybody's like, all right, not me. I don't want to get on camera, you know. Uh, but just jump out there because that's how you're going to succeed. The insurance is a relationship business, and that's what you need to do. You need people to know, like, and trust you, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, you can reach out to me, uh, Facebook, uh, Archibald and Lewis Insurance. Uh, you can also find me at the Insurance Wise Guy on just about every uh, social media platform there is so 
That's awesome. Appreciate that. And uh, once again, Mike Lewis, the insurance wise guy coming to us from Archbold and Lewis Insurance out of uh, uh, good old Indiana and Ossian, Indiana. I about forgot it again, Mike. It's just such a hard word. I've never been to Ossian, but I'm gonna have to take a trip on my way up to Fort Wayne next time I go up there and uh, see some see some clients. So, uh, Mike, thanks again, my man. I appreciate it. Loyal listeners, thanks for tuning in to the uh, Agency Intelligence Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Gibson, and I appreciate you guys joining the show. Always remember that you can make a difference. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.